It's Film Festival Radio, the show where superstars and future stars happily coexist together. And now, here's your host, Janice Malone. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Film Festival Radio Show for today. Hopefully, you're having a good Saturday here. I know I'm having a pretty good Saturday here. We've got a lot of guests, so let me jump right in here and start telling you about them right now. But those of you who are fans of the uh, MTV investigative series titled Help, I'm in a secret relationship. Well, guess what? The show is back for season two. It will be premiering on Tuesday, October 24th, 9 p.m. Eastern and Pacific time, again on MTV. And just a couple of days ago, I had the opportunity to chat with the host, Travis Mills and Ronnie Jones, and they will be here to tell us what to expect for season two. We also will be chatting with two of the cast members for VH1's new reality show, Basketball Wives Orlando. Yes, and we will be chatting with Ashley Snell and Megan James. And of course, we can see Basketball Wives Orlando on Monday nights, 10 p.m. Eastern and Pacific time. And finally, our featured guest is uh, the executive producer and creator of Cossacks. That's the new hit Ukrainian fantasy adventure series that is currently streaming right now on Crackle.com. It's totally free. So if you love fantasy adventure series, Cossacks, with a bit of history there, is the series for you. So we will be chatting with the lady who created it all. And of course, uh, we have Chris Woolsey, our Senior Director of Communications for Chicken Soup for the Soul Entertainment. And he will be here to tell us what is hot and what's going on in the world of film and television for Redbox for the month of October. So stay tuned. We'll take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll be talking with Chris Wolsey. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. All right, listeners, we are about to be in that time segment again. It is time to find out what is ghoulish, ghostly, and ghastly for the month of October with our resident expert on everything that's cool and groovy about films and TV shows for the Chicken Soup for the Soul entertainment brand. And of course, we're talking about the one and only Senior Director of Communications for Chicken Soup for the Soul Entertainment, Chris Woolsey. Chris, did I get it right? Is it a lot going on at Redbox for this month or what? Oh my gosh, it is absurd, the amount of amazing movies that we have on Redbox this month. Okay. Every month, the Redbox team just knocks it out of the park. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this month in particular, um, I think they actually hit that line drive out of the state because uh, it's just a, it's a, an embarrassment of riches, as they say. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what do we have? So I, I know we're going to get to the, the spooky stuff. So before we get there uh, and jump on that train, I want to hit a few really good titles um, that I'm, I'm afraid otherwise will get lost as we uh, 
uh, talk about the spooky. And and this, so we've talked about this before, Janice. I'm a huge history nerd. I'm not mm-hmm. a lot of kinds of nerds, but one of them is a history nerd. And we have a ton of really good history content uh, this month. Uh, we have the movie, I don't know if you saw this, but the movie Valkyrie starring Tom Cruise. Yes, I uh, did. Yeah, so it's about a, a, a group, a cabal, as it were, of uh, senior officers uh, in the Nazi empire during the height of the Third Reich who were actually trying to assassinate Hitler. And un- unfortunately, they were unsuccessful in that. But man, the, the cast is amazing. Tom Cruise, Kenneth Branagh, one of my favorite um Actors Tom Wilkinson, who was uh, from the Academy Award-winning film In the Bedroom. Um, it's just phenomenal. The performances are great. The art direction, costume design, everything about this film is great. Um, really taut. Um, I'm not going to blow it for you, but, you know, it unfortunately uh, was, did not go as, as uh, they hoped it would. But Valkyrie, if you like history films, you definitely yeah. want to check that one out. Um, another, uh, I think, a very important history film is uh, Mississippi Burning, yes. which we have this month. Mm-hmm. And that is uh, starring Gene Hackman, Willem Dafoe, Francis McDormand, talk about star-studded task. Awesome. And this was about the true-life murders of three civil rights workers mm-hmm. in Mississippi in 1964. It was nominated for seven Oscars. It actually won for Best Cinematography. It's a beautiful film. Hard to watch because the subject matter is it's so tough but the performances for my money it's some of the best performances from any of these actors and i mean and you talk about a career that's just packed with amazing performances uh these three are definitely it so yeah yeah, so check out mississippi burning it is great we also have a really interesting um i haven't seen it yet and i i'm dying to i think i'm going to try and watch it tonight uh, with my son, but it's starring Peter Sarsgaard, who I know you are a big fan of. Mm-hmm. Um, he's dope sick, and more recently, The Batman. Winona mm-hmm. Ryder from Stranger Things is in this, mm-hmm. and it's it's called Experimenter, and it's mm-hmm. the true story of Stan, Stanley Milgram, who was a sociologist, I guess, psych- psychologist uh, in the '60s, and he ran a series of because he was obsessed with what, you know, speaking of Valkyrie and the Nazi uh, regime, he was obsessed with how people during uh, the, the uh, Nazi occupation were able to do these awful things to sometimes their very neighbors just because uh, they were told to do so by authority figures. And so he ran a series of experiments where he gave people the authority to actually torture other people, uh, maybe not in, in as severe a way as they were uh, under the Nazis, but still horrifying nonetheless. And um, it, it, it was a very divisive uh, campaign of experiments. And um, people painted him as a genius and at the same time as as you know, almost a criminal. Um, and so it's very interesting to see his journey. Uh, Sarsgaard is always good, but uh, I think he just, he really nailed this film. Uh, the performances are amazing. And if you, again, if you like history and, and I love history, especially when I don't know much about a subject yes. and I don't know anything about this, um, other than the fact that it was very, his um, experiments were extremely controversial. And the fact that this is based on fact is scary and enlightening all at the same time. Yep. It's interesting, too, because Sarsgaard also played Kinsey in the uh, biopic about uh, Dr. Kinsey, who's about as controversial 
uh, a um, individual in the science world as physically possible, um, and who was also painted as a criminal. And in some ways, I kind of agree with that. But um, very interesting, uh, and SARS art is spectacular. Oh, definitely. I know it's going to be hard to watch, but I I want to see that. Yeah, it's yeah. it's great, and the art design, uh, the art direction, they just nail that period. It's really hard to do period pieces well, and they they do a great job. Okay, okay. Well, I'll look out for that one. And so, uh, is it time to get ooky and spooky? I think it is. I think it's. I think it's safe to get unsafe with these movies now. Um, yeah, so you know, obviously we're we're rounding the corner towards uh, Halloween, but you know, you you want to get in your 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 horror binge for Halloween. You yeah. don't want to like try and cram it all in that night because you got to you got to hand out candy. You got to go. Through, yes, you got, you got things you got to do. So um, we've got we've got a great lineup for you. Uh, we've talked about this one before, but it's so good it's worth repeating, and that is the Nicolas Cage. Uh, modern classic, Willie's Wonderland. Yes. It's super fun. It's goofy. He plays a hapless drifter, as Nicolas Cage does better than anyone else. And he gets hired to clean up a defunct theme park called Willie's Wonderland, where, like Chuck E. Cheese, uh, they have a, a group of animatronic robots. Uh, unfortunately for him, uh, these robots, uh, he has been hired not to clean up the park. He's actually been hired to get cleaned up by the park. So these animatronic robots actually are possessed and they demand sacrifices or they'll come out and kill the locals. And so uh, they have put uh, Nicolas Cage in there to get tore up so that they don't come out and, and harass the town. Oh, and um so it's super fun. He ends up teaming up with a group of teenagers who get stuck in there as well. And uh, chaos ensues, needless to say. They really do. It is fun. It's just hilarious to see. Super smart guys anyway. But okay, so who, who else and what else are we going to be scared of for Redbox for this month? Okay, so we've we've got uh, just an endless endless supply. Um, we have a great one called Open Twenty Four Hours, and uh, this is starring Vanessa Gross uh, from Robo Shark, uh, Brendan Fletcher from Violet Night, and Emily Tennant from The Watchful Eye. So they, these people know from horror, and this is the story about a, a young girl who it's one of those uh, movies that kind of drips the information out to you as you move along. And you've got a girl who's getting dropped off at this convenience store gas station out in the middle of nowhere uh, in in the, the late evening. And it ends up that she just got this job. This is like her first night on the job. Oh, no. And there's there's no one there. And as you kind of meet her on this ride out to her job, uh, she's getting taken out there by a friend. You find out that she recently discovered that her boyfriend is actually a serial killer. Mm. And when she finds this out, she uh, she actually lights him on fire in order to try to end his murder spree. And uh, he gets uh, extinguished. He gets found guilty. He has gone to prison. Well, she finds out while she's at her first night at this job that he has escaped from prison. Oh, goodness. Mm-mm. And nope. do you think he's going to track her down? Do you think he might show up at the convenience mm-hmm. store? So um, this one is called Open 24 Hours. And it's one of those, they're very popular right now, but those one location 
mm-hmm. horror films where it's all within sort of a claustrophobic uh, single set, and that's that's this one. It is terrifying. If you ever saw The Hitcher with Rucker Hauer, which is one of my favorite sort of horror films. Yes, a long time ago. Yeah. And that was one of those films where every time the girl would get safe, something horrible would happen, and the, and the villain would get one up on her and she would be in danger again. And it just keeps going like that again. Every time you think, ah, oh, I can finally breathe. She's got, you know, the police are there or her parents show up or whatever. It's that it's like that with this film. There's like mm-hmm. six times that you think, ah, oh, now she's going to be safe for the rest of the movie. Yeah. It's, it's going to be okay. And then all of a sudden you go, it's not okay. Oh, it's great. Oh, I got to so see that. Out. So boyfriend shows up. Yeah. He's not there for a Slurpee. I have, I have a feeling he's not. Yeah. No. Wow. I can't see what happens when you, the middle of nowhere buildings, you, you, you just know. You just I know. know. You just know. Not, nothing good. It's nothing good happens. So, you definitely want to check that out. Oh, well, anyway, it sounds like things are still hot at Red Box for the month of October. Chris, as always, you have such good backstories on the making of these films. Your research is just impeccable, and we really appreciate it. So we will see you at Redbox. Excellent. I look forward to it, Janice. Okay. Thank you so much. All right. Okay. Soon. Okay. Okay. Our set of guests here, we have two for this segment. And if you are fans of the Basketball Wives uh, series, I guess it's a franchise by now on VH1, well, you are in luck because there is a new you already know this, uh, Basketball Wives Orlando is already on. It premiered, I think, last Monday, 10 p.m. Eastern and Pacific time here on VH1 every Monday night. And so, again, Basketball Wives Orlando, Florida, season one is uh, already underway. So my two guests are going to be chatting with us. We're speaking with Ashley Snell and Megan James. Now, uh, Ashley Snell is married to basketball players, Tony Snell, and she's also a wife, a mom, entrepreneur, very busy lady. And her castmate, one of her castmates is Megan James. And Megan, we've seen her before. She's a veteran when it comes to the reality television show world. She's been on several reality hit TV shows here. And she's also uh, the host of the very popular entertainment podcast, The Hollywood Group Chat. So both of these ladies, again, they are a part of the new cast of the new show, Basketball Wives Orlando. So I had the opportunity to chat with these two ladies yesterday morning. And I do mean early yesterday morning, about 6.30 a.m. our time. So um, they're going to be here talking about it. So let's bring the ladies on right now to tell us what to expect from Basketball Wives Orlando that is airing currently on Monday nights on VH1. So let's bring the ladies on. Well, good morning. Good morning, Ashley Snell and Megan James. Uh, You two beautiful young ladies are a part of the new cast and the new show, Basketball Wives Orlando, airs Mondays, 10 p.m. Eastern and Pacific Time on VH1, of course. So, ladies, congratulations on being a part of this new show. What does it feel like? Thank you. Um, it's, it's exciting. I think 
we're, this show kind of takes a stab at a new direction for reality TV. Um, and I think Megan has the most experience with that, but you know, this show is, is about a lot of depth and, um, some really great drama, but also just showcasing the different strengths that each one of these women, um, has. Okay. And Ashley, um, I can agree to. As 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 Ashley said, uh, Megan, you have a very successful career in reality t- television shows. So, what's going to set Basketball Wives Orlando apart from the other shows in the Basketball Wives series? Um, I feel like what uh, sets us apart from the other um, shows in the Basketball Wives series um, is that all of our drama and um, relationships are very authentic. Um, a lot of the girls knew each other prior to filming. Um, we also have a lot of like love triangles and intertwined relationships that are real. Um, there's another girl on our cast that was a couple girls on our cast that were experiencing, um, you know, their traumas in real time, which is very, very different. Um, from anything that I've ever experienced on reality TV. Okay. And so, Ashley, uh, as everyone knows, you are married to uh, basketball player Tony Snell. And so when you first received the call about being a part of this cast, what was the initial reaction like from your your husband, your kids, and everyone? Uh, Well, Tony is very supportive of anything I want to do. Um, So his first response was, so get yourself a platform um, because I did have my brand Ashley Smell Collection that um, was just online at the time. And he wanted me to be able to have a way to get my brand out there. So he's he's very supportive. Now, Megan, we're going to get a little newsy and nosy here with you. Are you currently dating any of the people, the gentlemen from Orlando Magic or what? No, um, I am not. I've hung up my... Um, athlete girlfriend jersey very high on the wall mm-hmm. um I'm, I'm dating an entrepreneur now he owns a couple tattoo uh, salons in is it called a tattoo salon maybe a tattoo studio in atlanta and um he also writes music so he's very creative and very supportive and it just feels different because i'm not used to having a man in the house dating athletes <laughs> they're always gone and you have to follow them and do all this other stuff like i like i'm very happy within my like normal relationship Okay, uh, and one more thing for you, Megan. I understand that you are developing a music career. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Um, yes, I'm signed to Artist Publishing Group, which is like a huge um, publishing company in LA. Um, I do music for TV programs, video games, commercials. It, so you'll never see me like performing on a live stage or anything. All my music is like background music for um, different media. Um, I also had two songs placed in Basketball Wife Orlando, so shout out to them for placing my music there. And I also have a song uh, placed on Tisha Cole's um, biopic, her documentary on Lifetime. So hopefully I can continue to get placements. It's like back in money. I enjoy making money. <laughs> I don't blame you, girl. I don't blame you. <laughs> now, Ashley, uh, you, you kind of noted earlier, you are also an entrepreneur. Tell us about your your business and will we see any of that activity in your business life within the new show? You will will 100% see a lot of my business life on the show. Um, My brand is an athleisure loungewear line um, for women extra, extra small to 4XL. I wanted to 
create an affordable, inclusive line that can speak to every woman. So every woman can want to feel comfortable and dress comfortably, but still look cute. And yeah, you get to see a lot of my store on the show. But we knew of each other. Yeah. Okay. Now, as we all know, the Basketball Wives series, um, the franchise, I mean, we, we've seen it, hair pulling, name calling, cat fighting. <sighs> Will we see any of this on Basketball Wives Orlando? You are going to be in for a surprise with this series. There is a lot of drama. Um, there's a lot of depth. Like I said, there's, it's, it's a great, great show, um, from what Megan and I saw while filming it. Um, but yeah, you're going to see a lot of petty drama fights. Oh, good. Ah, very good. <laughs> That's bad, but we love it. I mean, as long as nobody gets hurt, it's just, it's, it's the entertainment. What else can I say? So, okay. Do you ladies do you? And finally, Megan, we'll close it out with you. Tell us about your new podcast, uh, The Hollywood Group Chat. Um, the Hollywood Group Chat is a podcast I started um, during the pandemic. Um, we've grown tremendously um, over the years, and um, it focuses on bridging the gap between Gen Z and um, the millennials. I'm a millennial. Um, so I have a lot of like different like Gen Z and millennial guests uh, who are celebrities come and I interview them, ask them about their lives. And we just talk on all things like media, entertainment and like drama. Okay. And so tell everybody how they can find the Hollywood group chat. Um, you guys can find the Hollywood group chat at the Hollywood group chat on Instagram, um, at the Hollywood GC on Twitter and TikTok at the Hollywood group chat. Okay. And real quickly, Ashley, uh, can you give us the uh, website or location of your uh, your boutique? Oh, yeah. So um, my boutique is in Winter Park, Florida. And online, it's AshleySnellCollection.com. And on Instagram, it's at AshleySnellCollection. Okay. Got it. Well, ladies, thank you for the chat. Ashley Snell and Megan James, again, two of the cast members of the new Basketball Wives Orlando. New series airs Mondays, 10 p.m. Eastern and Pacific time on VH1. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. All right. We are back with more of Film Festival Radio Show for our first set of guests here. How many of you out there are big fans of the MTV hit show? It's their investigative series, actually, called Help. I'm in a Secret Relationship. It premiered, I believe, last year. Well, they are back. The show is back. I should say it will, the new season will start Tuesday, October 24th, 9 p.m. Eastern and Pacific time on MTV. Yes, Help. I'm in a Secret Relationship. And, of course, the series, it's about, these really heartbreaking, shocking stories of people who thought they had found real love, but only to discover they've been emotionally and manipulatively locked in into keeping their relationship a secret. A secret, yes. So Travis Mills and Ronnie Jones are the host of Help I'm in a Secret Relationship. And they are on board to help uncover the secrets, lies, and just don't do that uh, of these relationships on the new show. So I had the opportunity to chat 
with Travis Mills and Ronnie Jones a couple of days ago to talk about what can we expect in the upcoming new season of Help. I'm in a secret relationship again Tuesday, October 24th, new season, 9 p.m. on MTV. So let's take a listen to my chat with the two hosts. Well, good morning to both of you, Travis and Ronnie. Good morning. I should say good early morning, at least in my time zone. But uh, we have you here. And I will tell our listeners that I am about to start chatting with Travis Mills and Ronnie Jones. And we all know how multi-talented both of you are. And now you're back uh, for a new season of Help. I'm in a secret relationship on MTV, returns October 24 at 9 p.m. Eastern and Pacific time, again on MTV. So, all right, all right. What are we in for for the new season? So whomever wants to start first. Uh, I'll go ahead. Uh, So for this new season, I will say, get ready for your jaws to be on the floor. Like, it's a lot. It's a lot of drama, a lot of scandal it's just the reveals are bigger and better and more intense and there have been times when Travis and I have held on for dear life to each other because we couldn't believe what we were seeing and and hearing so the viewers are in for a treat I will say it's 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 going to be a fun season to watch oh my goodness now we want to remind people these are actual real stories is that correct Oh, 100%. Okay. Real source, for real, for really real, as they say on Instagram, yeah. uh, FR, for real. So, <laughs> for, real. <laughs> for real. Okay. I know you can't tell too much about the new season. Again, starts October 24th, MTV. But can you two tell me from the last season, what, what personally were some stories that just really shocked you the most? I think last season, and this was kind of one that was a little different for us because we've, you know, usually in the past dealt with romantic relationships, but we actually helped uh, a mother who felt like she was being hidden by her son. Um, The episode is out, so if anyone wants to go watch it, but it turns out um, this woman had uh, a business partner, a best friend, someone that she had, you know, been friends with for, for decades. Uh, who was actually dating her son and causing a risk in that, you know, mother-son relationship, her business relationship. And uh, I, I got to say, it was probably one of the most awkward. I mean, look, family is just awkward as it is, right? Like, everyone has has family stuff, but to kind of be injected into the middle of it and try to dissect that whole dynamic, that was definitely a challenge for Ryan. Oh. Yeah, I would have to echo that sentiment. That that episode, I think, was a jaw-dropper, mouth agape. Like, it was just drama-filled. And, I mean, you could tell that she was hurt, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's devastating. But at the end of it, you know, we got we got the truth, and she knew what was up. So it's a it's a it's a dichotomy, right? Goodness gracious! Well, is there um have have you guys ever read or heard about any follow up stories on some of the people from last season to see what they're doing now, or is that a, a different show in the making soon, or what? 
Well, in regards to that uh, that episode that, that we just talked about, um, her son actually broke things off uh, when we were done filming a few months later, and they were working on repairing, you know, their relationship and getting back to it. Um, and so we definitely get updates, you know, when we're on the road uh, in real time on how people are doing. One couple that we helped uh, who had a child together, they actually got married. Um, and so, you know, we, we, we used to know these people because we spend so much time with them. And so we get updates from social media and we get to see them living their best life or kind of going their separate ways. So it definitely keeps things interesting. How many cities, uh, for this season are you covering? Oh my goodness. A lot. Like you were in Chicago for some time, uh, Anaheim. Marietta, Georgia, St. Louis, Minneapolis, like I would say at least 10 cities. So we are, we are making up, making ground across these United States, helping people. And it's interesting because each city provides an interesting backdrop for the stories that we tell, right? A lot of them are, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a chef in the Chicago scene. I'm an artist in the Dallas scene. I'm a musician. I'm a piercer. So the city itself becomes kind of like a character in these in these situations, and it's 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 beautiful to also you know see new places that I never thought I'd ever, I'd ever go. That's good to hear. Um, I think the beautiful thing about this show is the fact that we get to help people, and you know you really get to kind of see the impact um, that Ronnie and I you know, can bring to, to somebody's life. Obviously, this show comes with resources, and the fact that we can use this to help people is a beautiful thing. And, yeah, the fact that we get to do it together uh, and with our amazing crew, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't make it feel like work. Obviously, it is a lot of work, but uh, to Ronnie's point, when we're in these new, new cities and, and states, we also get to have a lot of fun. About how long does it take to do each show, to put each show together? Um, it's about, I would say about three days to really go in and, and do all our investigation and then have the conversation with the two parties and figure out what's really going on. So we're here, it's, it, it's a lot of long days over a short period of time, and it seems like we're like in and out, in and out of each city. And the reality is that a lot of people need our help, so we don't have a lot of time to stay in one place. So, um, yeah, I would say about three days. About three days. Okay. Uh, oh, yeah. We, we, we joke. Um, uh, any live tweeting on October 24th, premiere night? Could be some live tweeting. Could be some, you know, Instagram stories. I mean, I... I always invite people to interact and reach out and talk to us uh, because it is fun because it's kind of like an, a collective uh, experience that I think lends itself to a lot of conversations and, oh, my God, did you see that? And, oh, my God, can you believe this? So I think it's a very communal experience. So I encourage people to just reach out and let that. Okay. And it is pretty shocking. So again, help them in a secret relationship returns October 24th, 9 p.m. Eastern Pacific time on MTV. Thank you so much, Ronnie. And thank you so much, Travis. Both of you, you do a very good job with this show. It just makes my earwax melt when I see some of these stories. It's amazing. So thank you both. We'll see you on the 24th. <laughs> okay. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. 
Okay, we are back. And our final guest for this week's show is, uh, as I told you at the top of the show, Oksana Ivanyuk, and she is the showrunner, creator, and executive producer of the hit new Ukrainian fantasy series titled Cossacks, and it is a ratings juggernaut. It is just the ratings are just through the roof here in America and everywhere, actually. And so uh, if you are a fan of fantasy adventure, fantasy adventure films and television shows, this one is waiting for you if you haven't already seen it. Again, it's on crackle.com streaming service totally free so go binge watch it here i know that you will love it so Oksana called uh us yesterday uh all the way from kiev it was like 10 p.m at night there 8 9 a.m here so she's going to give us a lot of inside uh details about the making of the series very fascinating so let's roll it with my chat with the creator of the hit series cossacks let's roll it right now I should say, uh, Oksana, is evening. Is it in the nighttime? You're in Ukraine, is that correct? Yes, I'm in Kiev and it's 9 p.m. 9 p.m. Okay, great. Well, the main thing is that we have you on board here. And so um, let me try to get your name pronounced correctly. Oksana Ivanyuk, is that correct? Perfect. Absolutely perfect. Oh, I've been yes. practicing. Believe me, I have been rehearsing this. <laughs> well, okay, Oksana, I will tell everybody that you are the showrunner, creator, and executive producer of the new Ukrainian fantasy series, Cossacks, which premiered here in America last month on the free streaming service, Crackle.com. And I understand the ratings are just fantastic here. Congratulations on that. Thank you so very much. You know, we are extremely excited that it's doing good. Well, now I understand. And please, please everybody, um, turn on Crackle, subscribe to Crackle and watch our series. It's a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun. And again, it's free service, crackle.com. And uh, just get in on some of the fun here with this series, uh, Cossacks. Now, I understand that it's also airing on uh, a Ukrainian television network. Tell us about that. Well, uh, it was extremely popular on the main Ukrainian TV channel, uh, ICTV. It was aired uh, in prime time. Um, and they also, they repeated on Independence Day of Ukraine this year. And uh, it was the top of the slot. Uh, it, um, it got a couple of local awards and uh, one international award for design of the show. And uh, we are very proud of, uh, you know, the fact that... Uh, American platform acquired it. So we are happy to have American viewers now. Oh, um, yes. Yeah, so we can definitely say you have a total international viewing audience of fans there. Wonderful. Now, uh, I understand that this series is 12, 12 episodes. Uh, it was originally titled The Fairy Story That Never 
was, the fairy story that never was. So why did you decide to change the title? Uh, you know, it was, to be honest, <laughs> uh, if you translate word by word the original name, it's called Kozak's uh, The Totally Fake Tale. Oh. Uh, and uh, because in the center of the story, there is a tale about invincibility of Russian Tsar. And we wanted to tell how uh, Moscow Tsar made it, made this fake legend. And, you know, how our Ukrainian Cossacks destroyed the legend and showed the whole world that that invincibility is a fake Okay, that makes total sense. Totally there. Well, now let's get into the nuts and bolts of this the uh, series here. Now, I understand that there are several Ukrainian actors and, and crew members associated with the series, and they are now fighting in the war against Russia. Tell us about that. Yes, um, uh, you know, almost everybody joined either army or are volunteering helping Ukrainian army. Uh, uh, the actor who plays Zubrik in our series, he is fighting. The actor who plays Cossack's instructor is now fighting. The actor who plays the gang leader of um, uh, Turks, um, he's fighting. He's in the army. Uh, the guys who played two main roles, Iman and Nazar, uh, Yuri Diak and Andrei Sayanka, um, they um, they collect, they gather money, and they have they work for a, an independent funding institution. They collect money and they acquire vehicles, and they give those vehicles to um, military uh, units. Uh -huh. uh, one guy, unfortunately, uh, died in uh, May 2022. He was our pyrotechnic, Alexander Swerov, and he died fighting. He was one of the first people who joined the army, and he was very professional. He knew how to deal with weapons, so he was at the front line from the very first days uh, of the full-scale invasion. Oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. Oh, my goodness. Well, you know, the, the series is, a, again, you know, it's a, a fantasy-type series, but of course... Um, the war in Ukraine is very, very real, unfortunately, there. But uh, it's good that you guys have created this series to, you know, to entertain people, to kind of get their minds off of what's really happening around them. So that's very good. I commend all of you for doing so. Um, yeah, on one hand. On the other hand, in this series, we tried to reflect on what's going on. We tried to reflect on the situation when Ukraine and uh, Moscow Kingdom at that time were neighbors and still had very tough relationship. And, uh, you know, um, so actually we were, we mirrored the situation that took place in Ukraine before the full-scale invasion. We were hoping to have this second season. Unfortunately, you know, we because of the war, we need to at least delay. Yes, yes. Yeah. Well, I understand that uh, all 12 episodes were, were written, directed, and shot on location in Ukraine. So 
everything was done and shot before the war, I assume? Yes. Okay. That's right. And what year mm -hmm. did, did all of this take place? You mean uh, the, the action uh, of the story? Yes. It's the end of 16th, beginning of 17th century. Uh, and it's happening in Zaporizhia. Uh, it, it's, it's a historical place, and part of the shooting was done there. Part of the shooting we did in Kiev, and we also filmed um, uh, the castle and um, uh, the river in the western part of Ukraine. Such beautiful scenery, the cinematography and such is just beautiful, absolutely gorgeous. Well, when the war is over, please come and visit Ukraine. It is a beautiful country and very different from east to west and from south to north. Yes, I have a, a couple uh, back in Texas where I'm originally from, and uh, the husband is from Ukraine, and they spent their honeymoon over there, and I saw the pictures and video. It was just storybook. It's just beautiful, just absolutely gorgeous. So yes, I, I definitely will take your invitation up once the war is, is totally, totally over, and everybody can resume their lives as best they can, hopefully, there. Well, we've been talking about uh, the show. So the, the core storyline of the series is about the young, handsome, rather rambunctious Ukrainian young man by the name of Ivan. So take it from there and tell us the, the rest of the story or the basic storyline about the series. Well, I will not reveal uh, everything. I'll try not to spoil. Uh, but um, he's looking for his mother. He needs to buy his mother from Ottoman um, imprisonment. And he needs money for that. But uh, try in, in order to get money, he robs the Moscow Tower. And accidentally, he gets a magic earring from Moscow Tower. But he cannot keep it. And that earring... Uh, happens to appear in Hortitsa on a fortress of Cossacks, of Ukrainian Cossacks. And uh, that's the beginning of the story. And Russian uh, Russians, they try to find the one to get hold of that earring. Uh, Ukrainian uh, head of the army, Kashyvori, he holds the earring and he doesn't want to let it go. And everybody is uh, uh, sort of uh, in a loop of adventures. And every character has uh, its own goal, because, you know, Russians want to um, keep the throne uh, or to overthrow the Russian Tsar. Uh, Ukrainians, the, um, in the process of negotiations with different sides with uh, Turks, with Russians, with Polacks, and uh, there is a quite, you know, difficult political, well, sophisticated political situation at that time in Cossack's uh, fortress. Uh, so there are a lot of politics, there is definitely a love story, and um, uh, there is um, uh, a lot of adventures. Definitely a lot of adventures and, and fantasy there, which makes it even more fun at times there. Uh, 
And Americans, we seem to love, love fantasy. And that's probably one of the reasons that the show has taken off so greatly with us here in America. So tell me this. Um, now, as we mentioned earlier, the series features Ukrainian actors and crew and such. How vibrant is the acting community and just the whole entertainment business in the Ukraine before the war broke out? Is, is it very large? Is it growing or, or what? Well, uh, in Ukraine, it, it used to be definitely And um, the industry was blooming, to be honest. Uh, there was quite a specific situation on Ukrainian television because uh, a lot of production companies produced shows for two markets, for Russian markets and for Ukrainian markets. And thus, it made quite difficult for Ukrainian actors to get leading roles. Uh, and uh, But economically, you know, production companies got money from, from two markets. But in terms of narration, in terms of ideology, you know, this fact really very much influenced uh, what people saw on TV, what they watched on TV. Uh, now, when the full scale, when the war began, and then uh, when the full scale invasion began, the situation started to change drastically. You know, on one hand, industry has lost, has lost a lot of resources, financial resources from Russian sales. On the other hand, a lot of people left, some left to Western countries, some joined army, and uh, the industry lost, lost a lot of really, you know, wonderful talents. But there is another side of this, you know, the mm, narration, the whole mm, um, sort of ideological background of what is on TV has changed as well. And uh, yeah, now everything is in Ukrainian language. Uh, and this very much changes the... Uh, uh, it changes views, you know, it, it changes viewers' attitude towards the shows that they see on TV. And um, uh, even in movie theaters, for example, people started to watch Ukrainian films, Ukrainian animation, sometimes much better than international. So this uh, level of devotion to local products is much higher now than it was 10 years ago. That's good so to hear. Yeah, that's very good to hear that the, the people are very dedicated to supporting uh, their local, I should say, fellow countrymen and women who have entertainment creative talents. That's very good to know. Thank you for, for sharing that. And uh, and on the other hand, this creates capacity. Though we lost a lot of resources, but the fact that people are watching Ukrainian products, are watching Ukrainian films and shows, uh, bring money to movie theaters, you know, uh, this 
creates capacity for the whole market. Ukrainian actors are getting leading roles. They get more practice. Uh, the same with props and costumes and the, all the departments. Uh, so, yes, the situation does change during the war. Now, is the series being shown anywhere in Russia at all or what? No. Uh, it wasn't. We were approached by a Russian platform start that they wanted to acquire it. Uh, but uh, for production of the of the series, we've got fifty percent of the funds from a commercial TV channel and fifty percent from the Ministry of Culture. And according to our contract with the Ministry of Culture, we cannot sell the series to Russia. So we cannot profit from Russian market in any way. So that market is closed. I see. Okay. Well, now, uh, here in America, I know you've heard the stories for from sure over the years, especially in Hollywood, in, in entertainment, trying to get a movie or a television series uh, developed and produced, unless, you know, your boyfriend, husband, wife, parents are already stars in Hollywood is usually very, very challenging, very, very difficult. What about the case there in Ukraine? Uh, was it a, a lot of hurdles and, and such and challenges to get Cossacks developed there in your country? To be honest, not really. No. Um, we By the time when we started to work on Cossacks, we worked on a number of TV series with ICTV channel, with the biggest Ukrainian TV channel and commercial channel. And uh, Ukrainian Ministry of Culture, when they conducted the pitching, you know, I promise, no bribes. Nothing, no corruption. So it was an open pitching, and uh, it, it, there were a couple of rounds, and there was a very high competition, and uh, yeah, there was a system in place on how they um, supported, selected, and supported the project. Uh, so at that time, you know, it was nothing, no really exciting stories about that. You know, everything was very open and boring. And uh, now here we are. They green lighted it, as we say here in America. It was green lit, and now it is streaming on the free streaming service. I may add, Crackle dot com. So, uh, as we wrap this up, what can you tell us? I know things are are not totally settled with a lot of things because of the war. But you mentioned earlier about uh, a second season. If you can't film it and shoot it in U Ukraine, are there any alternative countries, maybe Germany or Austria or somewhere like that, or, or what? You know, we actually, the second season, we wanted to place in Italy and France. Because at the time of Cardinal Richelieu and uh, Musketeers, it's, you know, the, the events are taking place exactly at the time when uh, Musketeers, uh, you know, fictional characters, but Richelieu is a real character, were in France. And uh, uh, the second season was written about, and, and it's a historical fact uh, that. Uh, 
French uh, uh, king hired Cossack's army to help in the war with Spain. So we wanted to our main characters to travel to Italy and to be involved in uh, European intrigues of the Thirty Years' War. Okay, that would be very fascinating. And, oh, gosh, well, we'll stay tuned to see if that happens. And the scenery, the beautiful countrysides and such of that part of Europe will make the series even more fantasy-driven and just exciting and, and fun, and fun and such. So, okay, I think anything else you'd like to add, Oksana, before we sign off that you'd like to say to your fans here in America? Well, I want to thank one very special person, um, uh, Jerry Sanoff. It's an American script doctor who helped us a lot. We finished the script and then we sent it to Jerry and then we came to him to America, to Los Angeles and spent the month uh, editing the script. Because, okay. you know, uh, from the very beginning, we wanted it to be internationally digestible. And we want the story to be universal and interesting to people all around the world. And uh, we, I very much hope uh, that uh, um, viewers will uh, just continue to su subscribe to Crackle. Absolutely. And we will look forward to uh, the next season uh, once that takes place. It sounds like it's going to be extremely adventurous. And with that beautiful scenery, I'm a big fan of great cinematography, but of anything almost. So uh, again, uh, the Cossacks, and it is on Crackle.com, this free streaming service. And Oksana Ivanyuk, thank you so much for sharing the backstory and the making of this series and um, just giving us some insight as to how it all came together. And so thank you so much. Thank you very much. Okay. Thanks a lot. And we will see you on the series of, of your series, I should say, on crackle.com. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay, thank you so much, Oksana. And make sure, again, that you uh, go and start stream watching uh, Cossacks on Crackle.com. I want to thank all of our guests for being on this week's edition of Film Festival Radio Show. We're running out of time. So we'll see you guys on the next show next Saturday. So take care. Bye-bye.